Welcome back. It is the start of a new week. It is Monday, October 31st. Happy Halloween. We have our four favorite picks coming your guys' way. My name is Austin from Calling Our Shot. So a short recap from yesterday, another winning day. We went one, one, and one. Our best bet of the day, Cade Cunningham. It's over in points. Our best bet segment is now a ridiculous 12 and one on the year. All one and a half unit plays. We'll have another one again today. The Mavericks, we had the minus nine. They win by nine on the dot. Does push. I know some people had eight and a half, some people had nine and a half. It was a weird game alone. They couldn't buy a bucket. Speaking of can't buy in a bucket, if you're in the Washington, D.C. area, be careful. Your kids might return home with, with some bricks if you go to Bradley Beal's house because, good Lord, that guy cannot buy a bucket. I think he started off 0 for 10, 0 for 12, ends up at 12 points. But can we continue on? Happy Halloween. Let's keep going in, and let's keep diving into these videos we post every single morning. If you're new, hit that subscribe button. We're closing in on 50,000 subscribers. We hit that today or tomorrow. We'll do a subscriber parlay giveaway on Wednesday. Before we hop into our favorite place, Quick, a moment from our sponsor. This video is sponsored by Game Time. Do you like going to sporting events? So do I. But the hardest part can sometimes be finding a ticket. Well, thanks to Game Time, you no longer have that problem. Game Time is the perfect place to buy those tickets, whether it's to a sporting event, a concert, theater. Game Time has the lowest prices, the best deals, and it's super easy to use. You can even buy tickets up to 90 minutes after the event has even started. If you sign up using our link in the description, you will get $20 off your first purchase over 150 bucks. Thanks again to Game Time for sponsoring this video. All right, no more messing around. There's a Monday Night Football video live. You can go check that out. There's a World Series Game 3 video live. You can go check that out. The best bit of the daytime. Trying to move to 13 and one. We're going with Gordon Hayward, over 19 and a half points, minus 108 on Caesars. Now, I'm sure if you were to play the lottery, Gordon Hayward probably wasn't on your uh, Powerball ticket because I don't think a lot of people are expecting me to pick a Gordon Hayward over today, but he's quietly had a pretty good start to his season. When you look at his game log, he scored 20, 26, 12, 21, 18, and 23 points. So hitting the over in what? four of his six games so far this season, and I think he's gonna continue to do so this uh, in this high-paced matchup against the Kings. Now, the Hornets, Let's be honest, if you look at their game log, they've rarely been in games. This is Gordon Hayward. He's a starter. He's going to play 35-ish minutes or so, but they haven't had a lot of close games. In fact, only two of their games have been decided by 10 or less points, and I believe one of them was divided, decided by 12, then there's like a 26, 17. A lot of their games haven't been close, but I'm hoping this one is a close one against Sacramento, and so do the books. They I mean, they have the Kings as one-and-a-half-point favorites, and like I said, the over-under, 232-and-a-half points. Points are expected and doubtful to play our Cody Martin and Terry Rozier, which is good because we're going to see more minutes go towards Gordon Hayward and more shot attempts as well. Now you look at the shot attempts, really it's a narrow tree for the Hornets at the moment without Teddy or Terry Rozier. It's PJ Washington. He's shooting a lot. Kelly Oubre Jr. And then Gordon Hayward. So I like Gordon Hayward's matchup. He's going to see probably hopefully 15 or more field goals attempts tonight. And last, last year, Gordon Hayward attempted 15 or more field goal attempts in 17 games. He hit the over in 13 of them. You go back to the year prior to that, did it in 24 games, hit the over in 19 of those games. All we need is Gordon Hayward to go out there and shoot the ball. The games that he has gone under this season, he's only shot like 10 and 11 times. But then the fast-paced matchup against the Kings, I think he's going to be able to get it done. I mean, look, he's either going to be guarded by Keegan Murray, who's technically, you know, starting a power forward for them, or it's going to be Harrison Barnes. But I think he can get his whatever he wants. We do know shooting guards notoriously do pretty well against the Kings. We saw that with Tyler Hero when he took his over a couple days ago. But... Ultimately, I think Gordon Hayward, a guy that is leading this Hornets team in drives per game. If you drive to the hoop against the Kings, 
probably gonna have a lot of success. They don't have any rim protection. Sabonis does not, his rim protection is fouling you. That's what he does. But look, ultimately at the end of the day, if Hayward can go out there, this game can be somewhat close, which I think it will be. And Hayward shoots, I don't know, 13, 15, even more times. I think he's certainly capable. Pretty efficient scorer. He's not gonna shoot a ton of threes. A lot of mid-ranges, drives to the hoop and whatnot. Gordon Hayward, best foot of the day, trying to move to 13 and one, taking his over 19 and a half points. Let's keep moving. My favorite game pick, which I won't count our last one towards the record or probably we'll just, I don't, I don't want to put out a dash one for a tie, but we're going with the Sixers and Wizards taking the under 219 and a half points, minus 110 on FanDuel. Now, no spreads really struck out to me today. I, you know, I was looking at the Kings Hornets game. I didn't want to force one. If I had to pick one, it was actually, I was leaning the Wizards, but I'd rather take the under because I don't think the Wizards cover unless this is a lower scoring game. Now you look at both these offenses, they're slower moving. They've been playing some high paced teams, but in reality, these two teams want to move pretty slow. I mean, the Wizards, 26th in pace, I think fifth slowest. And the Sixers are 17th. I don't know if Joel Embiid's out there or not. If he isn't, probably we'll get P.J. Tucker at the five again. I don't really know what the heck the, the Sixers will do, but I think he will be back. He was just doing it due to an illness. I think he's back in this game. But you look at the Wizards. We talked about yesterday. DeLon Wright, he's out. And that second unit's going to struggle to make and really just get any good looks. That's going to be struggle bus for this Wizards team. And ultimately, I think the Sixers are a very capable defensive team, one of the better ones in the league. The Sixers are a team that has actually shot above 40% from three in four straight games. I love the Sixers. I like to root for them, but I don't think they're capable of 40% or better three-point shooting team. I mean, they needed Tyrus Maxey to make his first seven threes last game. He was the only reason they stayed above that 40% mark. Ultimately, I think the Wizards, who are a good team at defending opposing threes, think they allowed the fewest three-pointers in the, in the NBA last season, are certainly capable of getting it done. You think about the three times these two teams matched up last year, final scores combined for 213, 215, and 209. They went under in all three games, and the Wizards actually won two of those three games. So I think the Wizards have a sneaky chance of winning today, but ultimately, when I want to look at this, I don't think the Wizards want to win and go into their shootout. I don't think they have the firepower, especially if Embiid's out there, to go up against James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, and Joel Embiid. You're just not going to win that with Kuzma, Bradley Bill planking it up, and then Bradley Kristaps Porzingis. It just does, I just don't see that as a recipe for success for the Wizards. And you also look at it, Philadelphia commits the second fewest fouls per game, Washington the 14th fewest. What really burns a lot of over-unders, especially the under, is when you get into foul trouble early in the in like six minutes left in the quarter, and then you got teams in the bonus. Then it's just like one foul, boom, two free throws. I don't think these teams will get there that early. I mean, we know Joe Embiid's good at drawing fouls, but at the end of the day, I think the Wizards can hold their hands back, say, you know what, make jump shots, and I think that will be the way to beat a Sixers team. So give me the under 219 and a half points as my game pick of the day. Let's keep on moving. Two more player props. We'll talk about some All-Stars. Alperun Sangoon over eight and a half rebounds plus 100 on points bet. I was looking at Sangoon's over in points, rebounds, points plus rebounds. I think all are pretty decent, but I settled on rebounds and here's why. Well, this could absolutely be a trap, but I'm falling right in because Sangoon has hit this over in all five games this year with nine, 12, nine, nine, 11, and nine rebounds. So yes, he's on the hook in a lot of these games, but I think that's why the line still stays at eight and a half is because they're like, well, one more rebound and we're cashing the under. So we'll, we'll keep setting it at eight and a half and just hope that the ball bounces our way. But hopefully the ball bounces our way because Sangoon leads the Rockets in rebound chances per game at 19.3. And they're in the back-to-back -back taking on a Clippers team. And the Clippers also on a back-to-back. -back. And ultimately, Clippers, we talked about them last year. If you watch the videos, they allowed a ton of rebounds, especially the big men. We would either just load up, see how the Clippers are playing, let's take the opposing team's big man. And look, this year they're allowing 53.7 rebounds per game. That's 19th fewest in the NBA, which is like 12th most. And ultimately in six games this year, the Clippers have allowed 10 players to have nine or more rebounds. 
Yes, 10. That's more than two in a lot of these games. I think they've allowed two, and, and I think even the Thunder had three players get nine or more rebounds against them. Now, if you look at yesterday's game, Valanciunas only gets seven rebounds, but you look at Zion, he had 12. You look at Larry Nance Jr. off the bench, he had nine himself. And Sangoon's going to be this leading rebounder for this Rockets team. That's just normally how it works. And he's played three times versus LA last year. Only one of those games he did play, you know, more than 20 minutes. And he had nine rebounds in that game. So currently he loves finishing at nine on the dot. But at the end of the day, he's going to be starting at center in place of Bruno Fernando, who's still injured. And he should see 25, 30 minutes. He's capable of rebounder, whether it's on the offensive, defensive glass. We know the Clippers shoot a lot of threes. They're could be just a lot of easy rebounds for Sangoon, who's normally active. I very, I like to compare him towards like an Ennis Cantor type. And I know Cantor sometimes is in the media for the wrong reasons, but Cantor is normally there that a guy that, you know, plays 12 minutes could get you 12 rebounds. That's just the kind of guy that Sangoon is. If the ball bounces his way, he's normally just kind of camping out in the paint. And again, Zubac, I think he's certainly capable of getting us nine rebounds. In fact, this is plus value at plus 100 on points bet. I'll take it. If it's a trap, then... Oh, well, I love you still, Sangoon. You're a pretty good player. Let's move on to my final player prop of the day. No added plays today. John Collins, over 21 and a half points plus rebounds, minus 117 on Caesars. Now, before you ask, yes, I know, 22 and a half is the line on FanDuel and points bet. Both very good too. Austin, I don't have points plus rebounds. Do I take his PRA line? Look, John Collins doesn't get a lot of assists, which is why I'm not taking PRAs, but I don't mind. It's like 23 and a half on every book. And then Austin, I don't have, uh, and I only have individual lines. I lean Collins over in points, but I really do think he could get a lot of rebounds today and as they take on the Raptors. But let's talk about Collins because he's had a bad two straight, two straight games. Now, here are his game logs. I'll put them up on the screen. I'm not going to read them off, but he set the over in three of six games. One of the misses, he shot three for 12. Look, give me 12 field goal attempts. I'll live with this. And the other two games were the past two when he's attempted just four shot attempts. Why? Your, 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 your answer is as good as mine. I don't know why John Collins has four field goal attempts in the last two games against the Pistons and then against the Bucks. but Collins needs to show up today against the Raptors and his size is going to be absolutely needed. Size and athleticism, I should note, because this is a weird Raptors team that doesn't really start a center. They got Chris Boucher off the bench, but ultimately they like to go out there with you know Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal Siakam. Now, Clint Capella, he doesn't have a role in this one because, look, if they, he's going to be guarding Pascal Siakam, he'll be able to go to work against him. And ultimately, I just don't think that's a great matchup for Clint Capella. And then off the bench, Onyeko Kongwu, a little bit better of a, you know, agility guy than Clint Capella. But still, it's they're really going to need John Collins out there because those are their three big men. And they're going to need Collins to go out there and guard, whether it's Sadie Barnes or John Collins. He's going to have to be out there. And he's played pretty well in his career versus Toronto, especially when he's seen above 30 or more minutes, which I, I anticipate him getting today. John Collins would have been the best bet of the day, but he has foul trouble issues. And I refuse to sit there, see him get two fouls in the first minute and then say, yeah, I deserve that. But you look at his game long versus Toronto when he's seen 30 or more minutes. He's at 29, 26, 40, 28, 24, and 35 points plus rebounds. He's been crushing this line. And I think there's a chance he could get it in just points alone tonight. That wouldn't surprise me if he scores 22 points. This is John Collins. He's capable of doing that. He gets, he gets paid enough money to store that many points. But the Raptors, not a great team at rim protection, as I already talked about. They don't really have a true center. Chris Boucher is a decent rim protector, but sometimes he fouls a little bit too much. And Collins has attempted 10 plus field goal attempts in 10 of his last 11 games versus the Raptors. I think they have to get him going in this game. I don't think it's going to be the Trey Young show. And we know the Raptors have pretty good defensive guards. So you see a lot of pick and roll with John Collins, rolling to the rim, 
just throw it up. You know he can go up there and get it. And ultimately, I think he can knock down some shots against them as well. So John Collins, I was going to take his points, but I think rebounds is a pretty good angle for him as well. Maybe even a double-double if you want to be a little bit spicy. I think he certainly has a good chance of getting that. So that's my fourth and final play of the day. John Collins over 21 and a half points plus rebounds. Now, finally, it is time for our COS All-Stars. We love all of you. Thank you all for hitting the join button. A long list. Let's butcher some names. And I'm definitely going to butcher a lot of these. We got Thaddeus. We got Jow. We got Jerry. We got Draco TV. That guy. Nenny, we got Howdy X215, Larry Johnson, we got Icebox Videos, Vutran, Georgia, Arrows, Q Rose, Johan, P Ty, Pusha P, Alex, we got Breadway J, we got GMS Thick Play, Rob, we got Luann, we got Nate, Jesse, Syag99, Jens, Robert, Janet, TJ, Sean Paul, Braden, Marco, William, Jens, Alex, Kyle, Juvie Juvie. Who knows? Jammy Jean, K Will Movement, Milos, Muhammad, Max, Ivan, Dad Bod God, Scott, Sarah, Anthony, Jonathan, ESPN, Bali, Shrell, Casey, Risque, Tom, J Javi, Cole, Ducey, Jeremy, RRR Creations, LM31, Jake, Benjamin, Hitesh, Astoli, Jose, Mike, Shad J, Dale, Matei, I butchered that one. Oh, jeez. Sean, John, Michael, Henrique, Vasilio, Small Ball Dogs, Carol, David, Druzy, Juan, Wavy Bands, AJ, Tate, John, Aveni, who knows, Sam, J slash Axe Properties, Pappy, Matt, Savage Season, Vincent, Jesse, Relo, Brian, Frey, John, Jeff, Edward, Hit Masterick, Paul, Morgan, Sango. I actually put a note on here. I saw your profile picture. It's Sangoon, and if Sangoon hurts us, you're getting banned. Um, Alberto, Mike, Davon, Brian, Jamar, Kiefer, Rakib, Honesty, and Frank. Look, that's a long list. I don't know if you guys can continue to become all that many All-Stars, but like, I love you guys. Thank you all so much for supporting the channel. Let's continue to win. I don't know how many winning days we've had in a row, but I'll put it in the title. Let's keep it going. Let's make that best bet 13-1. and one. Let's cash the other plays who bring out the brooms. We're going nuts tomorrow. Happy Halloween. Let's have a great day. It's going to be a spooky one. See you guys in the next one. Peace.